All right, so I'm AK. Uh, you can catch me at twitch.tv slash A-Y-K-A-Y-Y-Y-4-7, and you're listening to the feed from Geek Mountain. Welcome back once again, back again to another episode of the Feed from Geek Mountain podcast. We are your co-hosts. I'm sure you can pizza. We also got Jacuz over here as well. Yeah, what's up, guys? Great, awesome. Hello and welcome. You guys know what we talk about on, on the show. It's anime and video games in depth while also showcasing minority and disadvantaged individuals in America. Today, it's just me and Jacuz here, but it's all gravy. We haven't had a, a duo show in a while um i do want to make a quick announcement that we are available now on apple Podcasts, so that's really cool right um, yeah that's it's like it's like really dope um <laughs> it's, it's been a long time coming apple has finally recognized us <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah so yeah I'm, I'm happy as well so y'all might be listening to this on apple holy shit fuck apple really but that's that's the move. That's where people are listening to a lot of sh- shows. That anyway. So hey, and just to add on to that fuck Apple statement, um, I'm I'm of the same sentiment now. Uh, my phone. So I I refuse to update Apple phones just because they they like to uh, fuck your phone up to make you buy a new one. Bro, I didn't update mine, and it was it's forcing me to update to use my cellular service. And I'm like, oh damn, okay. But anyways. Crazy. Just wanted to say to add that in there real quick. That's crazy. But let's start off asking each other, you know, what you've been watching and playing lately. Uh, I, I've actually been watching Monster. I got back into it again. Uh, you know, oh, I like wow, to take, really? Yeah, I take long breaks on it, um, and then I'll just jump back in. And I actually remembered a lot from it. But uh, what I wanted to talk about was when I was watching it this past week, uh, during a bar scene, fucking Al Green's Let's Stay Together comes on. And, you know, that shit caught me off. It, it like, really caught me off guard because I was just like, I was like, is that? I recognize this. Um, but other than that, though, uh, the show, it's, it's getting better as, uh, as it goes along, um, of course. It's a slow burn, though. It's, it's very hard to watch back-to-back. I, it's not something you can just binge, at least not for me. Uh, but yeah, other than that, um, they're playing Breakpoint. Uh, oh, yeah. that, that is, that's coming along. I'm at, I think, gear rank 130 now. Um, I'm enjoying the missions. My one complaint is that certain wolves bases like drops my FPS below like 30. And it's like, until I, I clear them out, my game FPS will stay below 30. And I'm just like, I don't understand it because anywhere else in the game, it works perfectly fine. Uh, but some of these later missions, like killing Firefly and killing, uh, uh, what the hell is his name? Ryback? I don't know. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, like they lead you to like places where you go inside of like a base that's on the side of a mountain. Yeah, yeah no, it's been it's been a little problematic. So I, I kind of just put the game on pause for a sec. I'm like, well, I got to do these missions to open up all the other ones. <laughs> so it's, just, it's just hard playing at 20 FPS, bro. That's I don't know. That's insane. How, I don't know how you doing it, dude. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, majority of the time, yeah. like when I look, yeah, look at your shit again. Well, when I'm looking at my software. Similar. I, I average uh, 45 FPS, so it's like fine. Like every other game is fine. 45. It's just certain, yeah, 45 to 60 50. or a buzz, boy. 60 or a buzz. buzz. Hey, I notice the difference between 30 and 45, but I'm, I'm, I might be just tripping since they say like the naked eye can't see past a certain amount or something like yeah, that. Yeah, past 60. Past 60, yeah. But I notice an improvement from 30 to 40, and I, I'd rather have that extra 10, 15 FPS. But, but yeah. But other than that, though, um, what have you been watching and playing? Um, recently, yeah, I've been getting a little bit heavily into Dead by Daylight. I was featured into um, a YouTuber's uh, review video of um, one of my killer gameplays. It was oh, a, really? it was pretty rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really rough. Uh, he was actually a coach, uh, so shouts out to Porvada uh, for doing that for me. Um, I'm really bad at killer, though. I'm starting to realize, especially with, like the perks i have available i'm really bad um so i I really it's just it comes down to just core mechanics at that point which is also terrible um what ended up happening was uh so it's called so basically there's so many generators 
on the map if y'all know if y'all know dead by daylight i mean you know um and it came down to just one more generator left and i was freaking out i was panicking i was just like oh fuck dude i didn't really get a lot of hooks at this point they're running me like a fool so but thankfully i got them when there's only one generator left to do there was there's three that they can do there's three possible ones that they can do thankfully they were all next to each other and this is called the three gen strat or whatever um or three genning so is what they call it people need to break generators in there i've never actually watched i, I watched basically, you play a little bit of basically what you do out. yeah basically the, the survivors have to um repair three generators to open the exit gates and and then once they open the exit gates they can leave and then you know that's considered them winning but it's not like winning or okay. losing in the game which is kind of but I would say if someone if they all get away, then you definitely lost. So I, I was watching you play. How do you kill these people? Because I see you put them on hooks and stuff like that. Is there a certain yeah, amount of time? So as a killer, as a killer, you have to put uh, a survivor on a hook three times to remove them from the game. Basically. Oh, okay. And yeah, there's four I saw, survivors. I saw when you won, like the spider thing came out and just started. And I was yeah, just it's like, called oh, the, the entity. <laughs> That's what it's called. The entity. Kind of the funny. entity. Okay. Is that, yeah. is that the thing? That, powering all the killers and stuff like that and uh i, I mean i, I guess because i mean every killer is like sacrificing these people to this entity right yeah so you would, yeah um, okay yeah that's cool. yeah so they yeah they okay. want to sacrifice them to the entity that's that's the whole point for the killers and make survivors sure they not get sacrificed okay they should release the entity as a uh, as a playable character no. <laughs> like that should be like the lat like when the game I mean, is the like about to die out just say fuck it throw the entity in there <laughs> i mean technically yeah once the exit gates are are opened um then they have a time limit but the game i think there there's no time limit in the game itself so that's okay. why this game this one game i was playing that he was reviewing lasted like 30 minutes long um simply because when i had them at a three when i was doing a three gen strat all i had to all i have to do is basically make walk to each generator and then just like patrol the generators because they were right next to each other. Okay. Okay. But since like I think three of them was alive at that point, and then one of them would find me while two of them would just like work on the generator. And yeah. so it, I would chase one person and as decoy, but then they would get away. It was a mess. It was a mess. And and at one point they just kind of like we kind of was at a standstill. Like they didn't want to make a move. Because they knew that they three gen themselves, but then also I couldn't I couldn't go to the other side of the map where they were because I'd be leaving the generators. Yeah. So is a three gen strat like foolproof? Like it's automatic. Like if you get it's, into the three gen strat, what, yeah, it's generally it is foolproof to an extent. Um, but I had I. I didn't have the greatest map for my killer that I was playing as. Her name is Huntress. She, she's like one of the few. If I think she's like the only killer that can actually uh, like throw something. So she's like a ranged person, um, and kill from a range. That's actually good to have because I saw how you used it on that one map when the people kept running up the little submit mixer and jumping down the hole. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Okay. You want to jump? You killed that one person. The other person was crouched. They didn't know whether to go. They were just like, "Should I run?" Or should I run? Because like that girl just died. So. That girl just died. So he's like probably waiting with another one, which I would be. I didn't like. I don't like how the hunters pulls it out super slow though, because that's her thing. So yeah. it's like, yeah, there's a like, wind up right. time, and then. All right. <laughs> i'm like bro because like i see like when people be slamming the uh crates down it's like you gotta have yeah. that hatch out already because if you yeah if you it out right there you're not gonna you're not getting them but yeah. yeah it was a rough game um what basically what ended up happening was um i down so one person was already dead um i ended up killing off another person too and then one girl i downed her but i forgot where she had died at so she crawled all the way to the exit and this shit was oh, so you can, I yeah uh, so when you're down you can still crawl you yeah you can like you can move your hands I, I, on the ground uh, how, how slow is that shit and how far it's was she from the super gate? slow it was super like i totally <laughs> forgot where she had got down at so 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 the killer for the killer to win he has to kill everybody 
that's, that's no, I mean, a win yeah, for that's him. Yeah, that's considered a win, yeah, for the oh, killer. Okay. Yeah, killing everybody is, you know, winning. Um, the survivors escaping is, you know, winning. Yeah. Um, but then there's times where, like, you know, like this, like, two people got away, but two people also died. So it's just kind of like, eh, yeah, not a it's win like, well, got, at that point. It's like it's yeah. like a scary movie at that point because it's like what what scary movie do killers be killing everybody right? <laughs> I mean, there's a few, but you know. But yeah, for the most part, yeah. I mean, it was it was a good game, regardless. Uh, just it lasts way too long. I've never had a game that long before. They were definitely playing as a group. Yeah, I think I was watching one where this dude was just like, "Bro, they they were like breaking your ankles." I'm not even gonna lie. I think it was the mm-hmm. game after the one where you uh, beat those people who were using the cement mixer. Cause he was just like, dude kept flashing you and slamming the uh, boards down. Yeah, and I was just like, yeah, I remember you were... the killer. The killer sees in first person, but the survivor see in third person. So, oh, yeah, that's the interesting part that you have to like kind of work around. And each killer has a height difference, so like you can play around their height, and they also have a very limited field of vision. So, oh, that's it's really yeah, it's really right, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I like that. Damn, that's crazy. What have you been watching? Um, same shit basically. Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, Doctor Stone, which has been really good. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying Doctor Stone myself. Yeah, it's it's been really good. I think what they doing now? Uh, oh, they making it. They making the car. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. they made they made a car. But they got. Uh, I'm I'm glad Taiju and them are back because like, bro, when you first watch start watching the show, you're like, they're all right, Taiju, they're gone for like the they entire were, bro, season. Bro, 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 they left that episode. I think it was either two or three of the last season, two, three, or four. It was one of those beginning ones, yeah. and they're just like gone for the rest of the season. I'm like, wait, damn, like, and then now yeah. they come back. I'm like, because I thought Taiju was gonna be uh like a main character, but this yeah. dude got put in the world. Yeah, I mean that's world building one on one, you know. Like I'm gonna leave my best friends behind, let them do their shit undercover. Yeah, yeah one, one Piece actually does that shit a lot, where they like oh, fuck they piece. split they split the team up. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have, you know, you won't see like fucking Zoro for like you know a whole like season, all, like a whole arc, arc. <laughs> <laughs> until, until the, the conclusion, and then it's like, oh, we just met back up, and then like. All right, I, I'm I'm clearly like making fun of it. Like, they don't really <laughs> I mean, they split up often, but it's not like I don't know. My buddy, he makes it seem like they split up pretty often, but they get back together pretty often. So I don't really know. But anyways, so this anyways. isn't about One Piece. <laughs> and thankfully, it's not about One Piece. But um, speaking about uh, milk and cash cows, today we're talking about games as a service. Today we've been hinting this episode for quite some time finally is here in full fruition um so let's talk about games as a service um now it's now for those who don't know um games as a service as a you know as a business model for video games is like it's now become kind of like the forefront of many online games nowadays or any game that has some sort of online functionality where like there's patches involved or uh, balance changes need to be made. And then also microtransactions, downloadable content, things of that nature. Um, Now, usually these games require, obviously, you know, the player to be online while playing it too sometimes. Um, But it's not all that bad though, since it can lengthen the game's time span or sorry, lifespan by creating new content to further itself after development is made, enhancing right. the player's experience, providing them more ways to enjoy the game. But unfortunately, the games as a service model is a huge gamble, as we've seen as of late at the end of the day. Developers can't predict the commercial success through market transactions and DLC. That's just, that's, I mean, that's just simple enough. No one can predict the future. So, why does it continue to exist today? We'll try to answer this question and then provide some stories of games that we played or seen that succeeded and failed with the games as a service model. So, with that being said, let's talk a little bit more what really is games as a service. Uh, or we can compare it as, what what's the other one? Games as a product or something, uh, right? 
Oh no, I thought it was like live service, live service games. Live service games? Yeah, like uh, I guess World of Warcraft would be something like that, where it's like you pay a subscription for it, and you know that you're gonna get more content. And it's and daily games as a service, content. yeah. Yeah. This is cool. servicing these people forever. Right, right, right. And you're, you're mentioning the, what's the other thing? Yeah, games, games as a product. product. Oh yeah, yeah, games as a product. You're buying a, a game. And you know what you're gonna get out of that game because it's it's it's, it's a just full being game. Sold to you. Yeah. And that's it, a one time purchase, that is all. And you get the game, you get everything you want. I mean, uh, games have DLC to it, which is kind of games as a service. Uh uh, but for those games, it's just you, you buy it one time and that's it. There's usually not very much monetization that goes along with it. Um and if there is, it's not necessary to the game. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, games as a product. You know, some clear examples. Uh, any PS2 game? <laughs> I guess uh, the most recent. Oh, yeah, any PS2 game. Uh, that's not entirely false. I think there was one or t- there was a very small majority of games that a uh, small minority of games that had uh, some updates. Um, I think Melgar Solid subsistence was one of them they had an online uh, mode yeah. oh yeah oh yeah. yeah they did i completely forgot about that i didn't yeah. have online ps2 like that <laughs> was rough yeah i wonder how that yeah i wonder how that went if you were alive let's, back then playing Pokestar let's break down uh, games as a service a little a little bit more so like from what i got what, what they try to do is make a minimum viable product which is something that they're you, you put at the least amount of money into that's gonna like explode pretty much. I mean, that's not necessarily so true. Is building a minimum viable product and building on it with subsequent monetization that should lead to more content. I wouldn't say like, minimum. You don't think For so? For example, I wouldn't say minimum per se. Um, I, I, I say like, say, I, would, I would say core. Like you're building a core base baseline product for example breakpoint breakpoint is was like what eight dollars uh a couple weeks ago um we got the base game yeah well worth eight dollars we got the base game now we can't do all the dlc shit but there's a lot of stuff that we can do yeah um because i feel like there's other games like um like Marvel's Avengers launched like that, Anthem launched like that, Destiny launched like that, and I have I have a long experience with Destiny. Destiny didn't even have their fucking raid out when the game. So the one thing that you're like going towards their your end content, and you can beat the game in one day. There's the an issue content, of core. What is there's an issue of how big the core content is yeah, in the game. Exactly. Is exactly. there's that huge issue like how much time was spent like there's a lot there was a lot of time and thought process spent on breakpoint to i mean although yeah you it's a it's slightly more lenient because you know that's a full game um another example uh soon to come uh cyberpunk 2077 now they're talking about dlc all these patches and whatnot we got already- now the core game is, I thought they already they promised free DLC. Is there going to be paid DLC as well? They promise. I mean, still. I mean, even though it's not, even though we aren't paying for it. But yeah, that that was their their way of like the model covering up. Like it, it is kind of like it is following the model. You you are correct on that because they announced this free DLC before they launched the game, and they knew the state the game was in before they launched it. So they oh, probably sure. like said that as like a way to be yeah. like, well, you know, look Cyberpunk look out for this. Any DLC? That just sounds wacky. That sounds wacky yeah. as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Um, um, something, something else I came, I came across uh, when watching. I was watching a YouTuber named Upper Echelon Gaming. Was he mentioned something called a closer, and he talks to his like developmental friends and stuff like that about it. And this is a person that comes in before a game is about to launch, like six six months to a year before a game is about to launch. They'll come in and they'll chop a game up. And what they do is they take that content and they use it as DLC for later like portions of the game. And there's like mini games that have done this, like Destiny 2, where or even Anthem. Like Anthem, they show you in trailers or like uh, the, when the devs play the game before it release, showing like, oh, there's all these like shaders and emotes and all that stuff, and even like showing you like a mission that you can do and like and whatnot. 
but then when you actually get to the game, none of that stuff is there. Like it's it's not even in the game yet. So it's like they literally will come in, cut, cut some out. shit out, make cut sure it's still the minimum. And, for... and this is why I say minimum viable product because they take the stuff out that should have been in the game already. Because like when talking about Destiny, the raid should have been there day one. I shouldn't have to wait a week to play that. Two. The DLCs that came out afterwards made the game feel like a full... I, I, I can tell you right now, majority of the hours I spent in that game was done on PvP and not PvE. Like, <laughs> like majority. Like, I, I'll say 30% is, like, like PvE story stuff and raids. And then the rest was, like, you know, PvP. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Especially considering Breakpoint's raids are, you know, in the game. Yeah, yeah I, we still haven't made it there yet because there's so much content to get through. You know, I played the raid and it's actually really fucking hard. Like they, you, there's different, di- there's different difficulties and they limit your stamina. Like they basically change it the whole game and make it as hard as possible. And it's like you get three lives, mm-hmm. and then it's like it's, it's ridiculous. But are the rewards worth it? Because that's what it comes down to. It, I haven't I haven't beat one yet, so okay. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll come back to that on another. Yeah, we'll episode. come back to that. But um, so just to differentiate between the two games as a product, yeah, like we're talking about like older games generally was what we think about. I think uh the I think a, a more recent um example I can make though as the games as a product, we were talking about like a fully fleshed game. Everything is unlocked either by achievements. Or you know cheat codes or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, Final Fantasy VII remake was uh, that. Yeah, did that actually, get any uh, updates? No, I don't think it did. It didn't get that any story full, updates at all. It's a now, mind you, it's a full game, but it's a full game of a, basically the tutorial. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I I have to say though, I had a lot of fun with that game. It was it was yeah, it was no, good it's overall. A good game. And it, it was it was it was long enough. Even if it was like twenty hours, I still think it would have been it, it's fall in line with those. Like I mean, for a Final Fantasy game, yeah, people have been mad, but it still falls in line with a lot of single player games that only last twenty hours. Yeah, I think a lot of RPGs are, you know, considered games as a uh, well. I guess in this case, JRPGs are considered fully fleshed games. Yeah. Um, for the most part, yes. <laughs> Yes, like what about uh, Persona Five Royale? Even though you know there was uh, Persona Five, there was like, there's... hey, let's uh, revamp it. But it's like you get the full game in Royale still, yeah, still the same price as Persona Five was released as. I mean, but they they still have like cosmetic stuff, so I wouldn't say it's necessarily well, they have cosmetic stuff. Yeah, you can buy like cosmetics, mm, and you can also oh, buy damn. Persona Persona packs too for like uh, Persona from older oh, games. But here's here's the catch though. If you play Persona Five, and then you go over to Royal and you have your save data, you get all that shit for free. Oh damn! So yeah, because I was looking at it, I was like, yo, to buy all this, I had to spend like two hundred dollars. And then I got Persona Five Royal, and it was like, oh yeah, you get this little DLC pack. I clicked it, bro. I got everything. I was like, oh snap. Oh damn! So it rewards oh. like loyal players who played like before. I don't, and I don't remember if Persona Five had any DLC per se, like the original release. Maybe just like theme music but that's i think that shit was free damn okay well i mean so that gave everybody like a baseline of what we're coming from that was right the core (laughs) of what we're coming (laughs) from um so any notable you got like a notable uh example not notable example you got any examples games of service being shitty being great succeeding failing i actually um i I got two so uh diablo 3 and rainbow six siege when they were released, where it had lukewarm reception at launch, and not a lot of people really enjoyed it, but look where they are now. Rainbow Six Siege is doing exceedingly well, and I don't hear any complaints about Diablo Three. I actually see people play Diablo Three a lot more. Yeah, uh, people don't consider Diablo Three as the best Diablo. Um, no, I think Diablo not. Two is, but there's definitely definitely a lot of people that play hardcore Diablo Three. Yeah, yeah, Rainbow then, Six Siege, you know, yeah. And then you have the stark opposite of that fucking anthem, which launched again bare bones as possible. Uh, the from what I've heard from uh, players playing it, say that like the end game was not that great. The the, the loot, which is the whole point of the game because it's a looter shooter, wasn't that great. A lot of the stuff looked the same, and the whole focus was to get you to buy 
through microtransactions, new new frame or not frames because that's Warframe, uh, new shells, I guess, new Ooh, like, shell. yeah, and that's like where all like the really cool frames are at. But it's like it costs so much money to, to like buy it. Like, well, who wants to spend that money on it when there's not much to the game at all? Like, like the whole like what makes Dark Souls so fun and like doing the fashion souls with it is the fact that I have a whole fucking game to play and I can just yeah. look cool while doing it. You know, and that's like a whole that's what drew me into a lot of those games like Destiny and stuff like that was that, damn, I can make my character look unique. But, but yeah, and then, and then not only that. It didn't have anything in it. The game was also buggy too. Like you can't release a game as a service and then also have it be buggy. Like buggy, it has to yeah. work. It has to be engaging. It has to be fun. Like there has to be like content to it, you know. Uh, and I feel like that's where a lot of uh, games as a service fall short is like having enough content. And my son clearly has an opinion on it as well, even though he's less than a year. <laughs> he's like, oh. <laughs> that's this frustration being let out games as a service stop it um <laughs> that's interesting yeah i think because now where's anthem now like servers are closed oh, right and, no no no, no, no. Server, servers are not closed. closed uh the game might be abandoned soon because ea will be having a meeting to determine if they're shut, shutting it down or continuing development now mind you there's only 30 people working on the game since release since they like made this roadmap roadmap saying like this is what we're going to do to overhaul the game this is anthem 2.0 there's only been 30 people working on it 2.0. so it's like i mean yeah. there was like what like six people working on no man's sky so i mean you would think but like no man <laughs> i feel like no man's sky is easier to handle than anthem because anthem is on a, like a unique engine i guess and it's like it's graphically demanding so I, I don't know, man, because there's other games that you know, I, I'm trying to give them out, and I just I can't think of one that's that, that no, can justify. No, Sky is way more, I say, ambitious as a project to make than Anthem. Yeah. Um, what the fuck was Anthem? It was supposed. To, it's just a looter shooter. It's just a looter shooter. Like I couldn't tell you a single thing about the storyline, what what they're fighting <laughs> for. I just know they're fighting against each other and like whatever life forms are on this planet. Uh, and you know what's the kicker about this is that a lot of these live service games or not live service excuse me games as a service are like yeah bro games gonna be it's gonna be 10 years to, you and me playing this this is the next wow ten you're gonna be playing this. like and it's it look at how last look how long anthem lasts it came out last year right uh 2020 anthem? or yeah or, or was it the year before that i think it was no, year before. i think it came a good Wait, minute 18? ago yeah, a good minute ago. Look, you, you ain't do enough research. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, hold on. Last year did run together, so I I, I literally oh think that last God. year is 2019. Not you know, but but yeah, man. Um, oh my God, 2019, early 2019. What are what are what are some games that you that you got? So um, what I wanted to talk about was how typically competitive games are actually usually left out of the conversation of games as a service basically um a lot of competitive games are um like league of legends overwatch league of legends overwatch tekken dead by daylight street fight you just you just ramble oh, off a bunch would you say tekken is kind of a games as a service because they'd be selling like character packs and stuff yeah yeah yeah, no, they're not, but they're not. Oh, yeah, but they're not bad. It's not. I, I got to remember that games and service is not inherently just a bad thing. Like, it it's really not depends a bad. It yeah, it's not a bad thing. It's just a gamble. Yeah. Um, but competitive games require the games and service model because they need multiple updates to repair bugs, uh, glitches over time, uh, balancing the game in general. Adding more content. And yeah, adding more content to it as well. <laughs> that's, that's the main um, thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but of course, ba I mean, balancing the game and repairing bugs from uh, the balance changes is huge. Um, while while that's important, it's also important to put forth you know effort into like QA testing. Well, you have to fucking test your game. Yeah, of course. Definitely. Duh! Like who, players cannot be beta testers. We cannot be beta testers if the game is in full launch. 
especially if you can pre-order that shit i'm expecting if i'm pre-ordering a game i'm expecting to get a game that is complete because if it's not release it de- and that's another thing too like release a demo for the game they, they didn't release that cyberpunk demo they yeah like yeah yeah because they want to keep everything under wraps and what and whatever it's really stupid but um that's why you see games like uh resident evil series like uh succeed more often because they also put out they put out demos for their games a lot they want yeah, feedback from the from the players because they respect their players what's cool about the recent and this is just a little because i'm a re head um what's fun about the uh the demos is that the, recently with the resident evil 7 and resident evil 8 demo you just play from the perspective of a character that's in that story already and you're yeah. not necessarily as the main character and you're just going through it and it's just like to show you like the atmosphere and stuff i love that man because that resident evil 7 demo bro i played through that like so many times um but but yeah i haven't tried resident evil 8 yet because uh i don't know i don't think my computer can handle it oh my god so like for example just recently uh dead by daylight just had a huge like update to overhaul their entire like hud system so the whole ui looks totally different in game not totally different but it's it's been cleaned up but and then also they also changed like some of the survivor running they call it locomotion um but they're like running and walking animations to look more lifelike i guess or more realistic realistic. i guess (laughs) i don't i don't really know but in doing so there was a lot of bugs and glitches that came from it a lot of uh, their hitboxes a lot of survivors hitboxes became a little bit bigger Oh, so you can clip them from a distance? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been... When I was playing Killer, I was like, oh, I wasn't supposed to hit that. I'll take it, though. I'll <laughs> definitely take it. Um, yeah, then I saw one of my homies was playing, too, and he really clipped somebody from, like, over a window. I was like, damn. Like, he, it looked like his whole hand just went through the window, and then he, like, gum gum rocket, like, whoosh. <laughs> bam just stuck that boy i was like damn that's not supposed to happen not supposed to happen um it's like you know although the the hud is better and they're they have better walking animations still bug the hitboxes came with the update which is ridiculous leaving survivors at a disadvantage where killers are having a fucking party nowadays because they're like hell yeah man killers is back baby update 4.5 hell yeah you know um <laughs> they gotta fix that soon <laughs> yeah exactly so uh so back to competitive games game balance is just as important as well mm-hmm. uh, when more people play the game more unknown strategies come out right and mechanics right. come out to light you'll see like reddit posts like oh yeah guys found out a way to do this uh easy fifty thousand billion dollars on grand theft auto let's do it you know and like that one mission, I don't know if anybody remembers Grand Theft Auto when it first uh, online, when it first came to light, but that one mission where you still crack from the one guy and you just drive right, you still crack from these Mexicans, they were Mexicans, you drive, you get cracked from these Mexicans, still they crack, kill them, and then you just go back like around, you literally went around the block and they gave you like buku stacks for that mission, they gave you so much money, so people were running this mission back to back, becoming billionaires, getting like the best penthouses in like the first hour of the game. Um, Good time. So shit like that has to be balanced. Um, in regards, well, I mean, it's not competitive, but I mean, in regards to like other more competitive games like Tekken, like you can make a, a generally low lower tiered character become a god just with the right knowledge. So. Game balance is important to the games as a service model in regards to uh, competitive games. In that, in that regard, um, what else you got? Um, dang, are we just like talking about just like games as a service, like our experience with yeah, games? Some, uh, just some examples, right. yeah. Okay, well, um, I already brought this up, but uh, <laughs> well, I didn't already bring it up, but I didn't talk about Destiny. Destiny again. Now, Destiny is a game that has issues at its core. At yeah, its core, but like the gameplay mechanics is already structurally fucking flawed with all the RNG loot and whatever. Now, but, I, I would say gameplay overall plays plays great. Love how it plays. It's a it's a bungee game. Halo. If you played Halo before, you you feel it. It's it's a fun looter shooter to play. Like when you're killing things and you feel the impact stuff. That's fun. Now, outside of that, this game was supposed to be ten years old. 
Destiny 2 came out in 2017. Destiny 1 came out in 2014. Um, They promised that the content from the game will carry over into the next game only to take that away from us. (laughs) They promised that? They promised that at the beginning, bro, that it was going to be a 10-year game where content will carry over just like like, like some kind of World of Warcraft kind of thing. Why? Because it happened so long ago before people were actually taking action against companies like, you know, the CDPR uh, a fiasco right now. Like, bro, I'm telling you, I say this all the time. I think it's just pent up aggression from like EA and Ubisoft and 2K fucking people over. And people finally just had, like, it was like, I had enough pretty much. But that's, um, that's good, though. We need to put the power yeah. back into the gamers hands. Really? Exactly. Because they're getting very scummy with these like microtransactions and like even it's gambling, bro. It's gambling. But, but yeah. going back to Destiny, um, how they got rid of all the content is like you, it happens between Destiny, the events after Destiny 1 and the events before Destiny 2 take place. The tower where you keep all your loot was destroyed. And that's how people found out like, oh, so your stuff isn't going to carry over. And not only that, when, I, when Destiny 2 came out, it was even more bare bones than the first game when it launched. Like it had nothing like even like the, the, the PvP, which I got to play. When you first get it, it's it, it used to be randomized. Like you didn't get to choose like Team Deathmatch or uh, Hold a Point or, or Hard Point or anything like that. It would just randomize it for you and choose, and then it made it like four play. It, it just they made the game worse than what it was. And it's like I yeah. I would have rather stuck with Destiny One since I already had all the content for it, three raids and stuff. And then the fact that you release a game and the main thing is the end content. That's the main emphasis of these looter shooters, and that's not even available until a week afterwards. Like it's just it's like really it's just lazy, <laughs> honestly. That is so ridiculous. I yeah, I'm not a I'm not a Destiny two uh fan at all. Um are aren't they are the DLCs like you gotta pay for the DLCs for the extra content? Yeah, you have to pay for the DLCs and you and, But the and game like, itself is free. Well now that's where they're now, at now. Destiny two <laughs> Destiny two in a release, bro. You bought that game and the DLC you spent $120 only for them to release it as free. And now they had they do have like another content pack, which I guess is more I don't know if it's more DLC packs. I don't really follow Destiny Two. But they like cause I know there's a way that you can still buy Destiny, but it's like it's whatever the first game, the initial original game was, plus DLCs, and now they got they added on more DLCs. But even playing that, people knew that watching the trailers that this is that the Mars mission was cut out of the base game and made DLC because in the launch trailers, it's there, but when you're playing a game, it's no longer there. And it's like, uh-uh. what, are, what are we really doing? Are we really like locking content on a disc again? Is this Marvel's Capcom three? That is truly to touch base on um, r- really the, the issue here is, uh, is with sequels, sequels to content on both the games as a product and games as, as a service model is both huge on both sides we see sequels all the time um Mm -hmm. but it's arguably worse for the games as a service model and specifically um now sequels what are sequels supposed to do to games they they're supposed to you know create improve bigger yeah bigger universes complete stories to at least provide more clarity and then improve from the from the The first game game. on gameplay mechanics story everything everything but that's never always the case it's never always the case prime example big example that anybody could think of call of duty call of duty tons of tons of games tons of games every single year there's a new call of duty every single year feels like a yeah definitely no there is every single year there's a new call of duty okay we got started with uh Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Black Ops, Modern Warfare 3, Black Ops 2, Black Ops 3. Oh, uh, yeah. Advanced I don't Warfare. know where it went from there. Yeah, Advanced Warfare. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's a new one every single year. There's a new one every single year. Um, and, Although and it's most- an indirect sequel. It's not like a... Some, I mean, they're not always like a legitimate sequel, but I mean, obviously they go in order in terms of the the game. Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare Two, oh. uh, Black Ops One, Black Ops Two, Black Ops Three, you know, shit like that. Um, but what this ends up doing is it ends up splitting the player base into yeah. the have its and the have nots. 
people who enjoy my offer too like we did we we aren't gonna go to black ops as easily or we will oh, but then realize <laughs> that black ops is totally different than my warfare too so Damn, a lot of people even, think about that that's crazy yeah so a lot of people are unable to keep up with the the yearly purchases or just just enjoy the previous year's game basically and on top um, of that with the yearly mm-hmm. purchases you're spending 120 dollars if you want to play the more, dlcs mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it's spending like more money they're really finessing people bro yeah i mean but that's that's what call of duty is doing it's basically kind of they set themselves nowadays to a point where it's like hey if you know my friends are gonna play call of duty advanced warfare 29 billion um i gotta get advanced warfare 29 advanced warfare 29 billion as well i mean like because my friends are playing it why am i playing my warfare one still it makes no sense like i, I gotta play with them and that's definitely the trappings because i feel like we fell off with mono for two because we didn't go on to the next game we didn't you know and then like everyone yeah and then look at my <laughs> look at my warfare two nowadays like um there was what there wasn't there supposed to be like a promise like remake or something uh, already uh, i think they did an hd release but not of the multiplayer it was just a single player campaign mm. which is like oh you don't want to give us that multiplayer because if they gave us that hd multiplayer today i, I promise you nobody would be playing oh my god shit. nobody would be playing nobody new shit at all and of course yeah like now like i think the the Modern Warfare 2 servers are still running on like what 360 and yeah, ps3 but like the servers they've been overran with hackers modded lobbies and they just kind of left the game to just focus on like the next big one basically so there's no point in playing older titles like that in this regard then games the games of service model fails for call of duty players um as well didn't one release is just multiplayer only and it's like you're gonna release as multiplayer only don't don't charge sixty dollars I feel exactly. like they, for one of them, they left out a campaign. And it's like, if you're going to charge $60, I better come with like all the, the content you're going to add on for multiplayer afterwards. Because like, what am I paying $60 for? Just to play the... Just play, like, yeah. That Call doesn't make any sense. They have some pretty good campaigns. So it's like, for them to just yeah. go start multiplayer, they see like, oh, these microtransactions, bro? That's where the money is. That's where the money is. Uh right now we're seeing a similar issue with Warzone fans and cold war because simply yeah a lot of people enjoy Warzone, although Warzone is a kind of like a su- private entity from modern warfare 2020 yeah but it was, it, was re- it was originally released with it though and then they were like all right we will make this ftp yeah and but now it's like considered it's now it's a separate game that you can download by itself now warzone um so now there's an even bigger divide between call of duty modern warfare 2019 and warzone players and cold war and they all have their own issues of balance they all have their own issues of glitches of hackers and these are two pretty these are two totally different developers working on the game, although they still share the Call of Duty name. Fan base. And the fan base, yes. And they're just dividing them. And it's like, what could a Call of Duty game be if like they work on it for two or three years and make it like, you know, really go games as a service and And what is the game that? every year? It's the same thing, essentially. Oh, yeah, it's, it's the a, same it's, thing. You got your perks, you got kill streaks. You, you got, got your the mechanics. Got the mechanics are generally the same. Yeah, you got your weapons, the guns. Um, now the gun. I think the guns really uh, like the the customization of the attachments are really good. I think uh, nowadays. But I mean, other than that, the core gameplay, like you run, you shoot, you use kill streaks. Use it's like very minor tweaks. It kind of reminds me. Of, I wouldn't say it's as bad as NBA 2K, but like NBA 2K, it's as bad they, as NBA 2K. All they yeah. change in that is the controls and it's like <laughs> why they would change you do the that? drive the drive well i mean yeah they'll update the roster for the draft but yeah. it's like you can easily create one 2k game and then upload all this stuff as a live service and pay it's for a, seasons the repackage model repackage and everyone like a lot of youtubers who stream nba 2k 21 they're walking away from the game they're like not even playing it anymore because it's like 
it's essentially a broken game and like it just has a lot of fugazi mechanics uh things that they didn't work on things that they should have improved and it's like they gave you like they 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 advertise like oh the park system is going to be like this whole city and stuff like that but really it's not it's like very similar yeah, to like, last I game. Think my, to the- I was watching my homie play and I think he was saying that you can buy your level or you could buy like yeah. your stats up until a certain yeah. point and you have to mm-hmm. train it. But until then you had to sit at the park playing random people at the park shooting hoops and shit. I think there is like a pay to win mechanic with it where you can increase your overall rank by paying for it with VC. But VC is like super expensive in itself. And it's like, the things that were in the game that they should have focused on was when they had a story mode. Now, mind you, it was very meme. It was very memeable because like the voice acting and stuff was terrible. It's 2K. Like, I mean, it's not. I can't say it's 2K because 2K did make like a Bioshock game, but um, or I don't think they made it. But anyways, um, they could have built off of that. that yeah. But they cut that out. I feel like. But yeah, I don't know. And then people are just gonna continue to buy the shit. Madden also bad release, broken game. Like, just a whole bunch of bonkers shit you can do in there, apparently. Uh, and people are just, they're going to keep on buying it, even though, like, I think on Metacritic, the score for it is, like, a three or even below below that. Um, that is, it's unfortunate. It's repackaged games uh, like yeah. these, NBA, Call of Duty, that people just are forced to keep playing because at this point it's become so ingrained in our culture that, Oh, if one of my friends is getting it, his friend is going to get it. Our whole circle of friends are going to get it. If I don't have this game, I'm going to be left out of the loop. FOMO, yeah, FOMO sits in. And it's like, I have to I have to get this now. And then uh, along with that, it's the same repackaged game. They've also found like assets from past games in these games. Like Madden 2020, or the new Madden, had signs for Madden 20, advertising Madden 20. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Same thing with Fallout 76. Fallout 76 just uh, they reuse a lot, a lot of assets, bro. Like um, people found like in the code, like stuff from like Dragon from like uh, 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 fucking what was it? Skyrim? Dragon Age? Or is it Skyrim? Yeah, Skyrim. Skyrim. Um, They found like Dragon stuff, like Dragon text related to it. It's like, why is this even in the game? (laughs) Dragons and Fallout? Ooh, let me know. They're not in it, but it was just like in the (laughs) In like the code and stuff like in that. Like, why, is this, why is this text from a game that came out in 2013 and a game that came out in 2019? And then last thing, and this is the main thing, how are you selling hair models that are free in Fallout 4? How are you selling those same hair models, like selling it to players for like real money? Like that's they, just... they wanna they wanna recreate their character in Fallout 4. Well, you gotta give me five dollars for this haircut. That's real life. That's real life. That's real life. Except this one is permanent. You get to keep this haircut. Oh my god, that's crazy. Um, um one thing I want to touch on um, to bring back uh, competitive games. I know in League of Legends, real fast. Uh, there was so League of Legends. If y'all know about League of Legends, you know y'all should know about League of Legends. But there's one character named Trinomir. Uh, I don't know if you. I don't know how much experience you had with League of Legends yet, Jacuz. I got a couple hours. I don't think I've ran into a whatever you just said her name was. Tremere? Oh, Tridomir. 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 Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I'm pronouncing. Uh, I, I call him Tridomir. Um. So he's uh. So his ultimate ability is to temporarily be able to temporarily uh be un. Or wait, I'm borking this up. To be temporarily unable to take fatal damage so he he can be at one hp and someone hits him and then he won't die while using his ultimate ability um i forgot what it was called anyway so that was his ability right despite this there was another item i'm called blade of the ruin king where you know you would it would just you would just sap away like three percent of someone's hp and you would gain it um as well so back then there was this there was this weird glitch where if you use Blade of the Ruin King on Tridomir, he would die during his ultimate. Very it was very niche. Only like only so many characters can like use this tactic. But still it was super niche. And you never really knew if you were playing against them until like you were playing against them. So <laughs> 
I have used this motherfucker like all the time when I heard about this shit. I was like, oh, time to fucking use it. The thing is, games as a product couldn't fix something like this, you know? Yeah. If if you gave us a fully fledged online multiplayer game, it wouldn't be able to like the developers are like, all right, well, we'll fix that in League of Legends too, you know? But that's not the case because people I mean, a lot of people playing League of Legends. So, I mean, it was patched, like, afterwards, unfortunately. Um, wait, unfortunately, what, bro. <laughs> man, because I didn't I play that, man. So, I was just like, man, I want to abuse this shit. Yo, that shit was dirty as hell, though, man. I was, oh, oh. But I just, it just goes back to, like, how game balance is really important. Fixing bugs is really important as the game's as, as a service model. There's a failure of QA testing, but there's also an issue of just balance and bugs need to be repaired. That's why games of service needs to, it needs to be better. It needs to be more utilized as to repair bugs, repair glitches instead of DLC, microtransactions, uh, hair from previous games. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're going to release a game in like a buggy state too, it's like, we're at least focused on like getting the game to uh, a certain standard, you know? Yeah. Where- Playable without those like noticeable distractions. I feel like Fortnite I mean, did a pretty good job with uh with their I mean, service model. Yeah, I, they yeah. Um, Look, yeah, they, they wrote kids in to buy cosmetics, uh, but it doesn't really affect the gameplay. And like, it, yeah, it doesn't affect the gameplay. Uh, there was um some was, there was at one point loot boxes in the Save the World. Um, oh yeah, they, but they got rid of that, didn't they? Yeah, they got rid of that. Cause they're, they're about to hit a huge fine. Plus, I mean, Fortnite isn't totally left out of the conversation, I guess, too, because they also there's been some scummy tactics by the developers and forcing their employees to work overtime and and basically CDPR type shit. But I mean, at the end of the day, Fortnite is a solid game. It's a solid game. Yeah, and like and, lit, yeah. Go on, my bad. I, I just cut you Shit. off. No, I was just saying it's, it's a solid game. It, it works. Yeah, and then like the, the um, microtransactions all the time. Like, for skins and stuff like that is like, isn't it leading into like storylines now? Like in the game? Yeah, like, like, there's like... a battle pass. Yeah. If you, I think if you save, if if you don't buy like a battle pass, I think if you complete the battle pass for like, for the, the free one, then you could buy the actual battle pass. At, by the the end of it, I think. Yeah, uh, I think that was what the the thing was like. Oh, like I don't have enough money to buy the battle pass. Well, just play the game and complete it, which will take fucking forever. But at that point, if you, I mean, if you love the game, you get the whole battle pass for free, and you get all the characters and all the crazy skins, yeah. basically. But isn't the issue with the battle pass that uh, every season you, you you no longer get stuff from prior seasons, which is no like, longer. Yep. Yeah, that's kind of pressuring people into like playing the game it makes people yeah it makes i mean it makes people to play the game but that's only if you care about the skins which don't do anything cosmetically for the game well yeah it doesn't affect the game like gameplay at all just you you look like john wick now yeah but yeah you don't play you don't play like john wick unless you want (laughs) to run around with the default character but who wants to run around with the default characters nobody no (laughs) i'm raising my hand uh only because i don't I don't be buying cosmetics like that. <laughs> oh my god! Did you have anything else? Or oh yeah, like one yeah. more game. So, no, nah, like one more like little topic, right? So, um, so 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 little little, little little read real quick. So, um, pretty much this guy was talking about how games as a service is a fraud, and I'm gonna read this little description, um, about like what what he was talking about. So, under several laws in many countries and continents, a game sold as FTP free-to-play with microtransactions is sort of considered to be selling goods, not services. Uh, Regardless of what the EULA says, the actual governmental law defines that goods need to be usable at any point after purchase, and software as a good does not belong to to the one who purchased the product, right? So Ross's argument is that games as a service is not a service, but acts as one in order to be able to shut down games after they start being unprofitable. He only requests that companies give players a reasonable way to play games after the servers are shut down. And one game that came to mind was like Maple Story 2. Like that recently shut down. And no, I know it was a recent. That was a year ago. 
Oh yeah, as I keep forgetting about this damn pandemic. <laughs> but it's it shut down a year ago, and there was it was definitely a a, a, a games as a service, definitely right. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. an online multiplayer game that so, I like, frequently. I thought that was something interesting too to like take a note, like how you say it's a gamble. It really is because it's like you can invest in this game and invest, 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 and the server shut down. You you don't have access to it anymore. You, you don't have access to the game. Yeah, and that's then, true. And then there's another game like uh, Star Citizen, for example, is the is the craziest games of the service because that's the one where you can it's a it's the it's that uh, Kickstarter game that still hasn't released over 13 years, um, and you can buy ships on it and stuff like that. And people have spent like hundreds of thousands of dollars on this game already, and it's like not even ready. It is 13. That's another one that's like really bad. It's like, like, but again, at the end of the day, it's actually us as players that are in that are empowering this. Yeah, you keep yeah, buying. Your kids, you yeah, keep we buying keep buying. Mm-hmm. They're gonna keep doing the same stuff. And it's just it, it just shows how like now it's just been so ingrained in our culture now like oh now I have to buy I have to like you know back then it was just like you know you would unlock shit you would do cheat codes right whatever yeah. now it's like oh oh man like my friend's got skins my friend got that new update for Destiny two he got the new DLCs like bro man I gotta I gotta get it too I guess or I don't, yeah. I want to be left out. And that's another thing. It, it 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 like games as a service too. The one concept I don't like is that it it blocks your progression essentially. Like, yeah. and then with what you just said, if I don't get the DLC, but you got it, we can't play together any, anymore. We can't play together. No. Nope. And it's especially. Like, it, and it going. goes also yeah. It goes to show that like even if the servers are closed, uh, even before that, we can't play the game unless we update it. Right, and if we don't like the update, it's kind of too bad. So sad, you can't play the game because we don't. At the end of the day, we don't own any games that we play with the games as a service model. We don't own any games. And so you're like, all we own is just like a renter's. Just the in like in the clear like the simplest layman's terms, we're basically renting a game for a full price to play until the developers say no yeah pretty much because all these games like they they have a besides wow i guess <laughs> they have an end date at some point like they're just gonna die out i feel like i mean unless you're like final fantasy what what was that 14 it was an online one that like was terrible but then they revamped it and now it's like pretty successful and it's on a subscription model too yeah um but yeah, that's but that's like, the biggest gamble with playing these games that you can put so much money into it, and then the reward is oh, you got slapped. Like I feel bad for any Anthem player that bought DLC or anything like, like that. Like, uh, Fancy Star Online One, those servers are still going strong. They're yeah. still online. Maple Story, base Maple Story, still online, still going strong. Now Maple Story Two is only available now in Korea. Yeah. But that's the price we had to make because it was it just was not it wasn't profitable it wasn't profitable anymore simply because of all the mistakes that they were they were making which we said many times way earlier episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> so go back and listen to like the first like what the first two two or three uh, episodes where we talked about JRPGs and JoJo. We talked about Maple Story a lot. Um, yeah. No, this is really sad. Yeah, that that thread was so funny. I played that. Oh yeah, the thread where he was like, "I can't log in." Is that my one? So I was like, "Did you just wake up from a coma?" Oh my god, that thread was yo. I I was I think I woke my son up this morning because I started dying laughing at the computer because I was like, I just couldn't. It was one of those laughters where you just couldn't contain it. Um, but context: someone tried to log in. Someone on Reddit posted a day ago on a Maple Story blog or uh, Reddit post or Reddit saying like, "Oh, I can't log in. Is is there something wrong with the game?" And he was like, like, "Am I banned?" Am I, oh, yeah, he was like, like, "Yeah." It was like, "Yeah, you're banned, bro." Like the best comment though was. Do you want to tell him or, or should I? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was yeah. terrible. That was terrible. Well, so at I think, the end of the day, yeah. last question. Are games as a service good or bad? 
and that is subjective to the game i guess yeah i guess it is yeah it, it really does depend on the game i think i think it's good but also we can't we can't be pressured we have to get it we have to remove the stigma or like this yeah the stigma around pressuring gamers that they need to buy dlc microtransactions there's just we should bring back the ways of the days where you could be that you can unlock these things day uh day one day two just from playing the game yeah absolutely and don't make it like and then if you have that in your game and you have the ability to purchase don't make it a don't make it a grind like warframe bruh you have to like it's 60 dollars to buy some of them frames and they put it in there that way because like in the game you can still you can still get the frame. You just got to put like some hours into it, bro. And like uh, that's just too much. Oh, we even mentioned fucking Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Now that I think about it, um, their gem system. Oh my god, the gem system. You remember the gem system? I don't know. Yeah, it, it, broke, you ever it broke the game. Because you can I mean, like, it did like break the game, but yeah, it oh, broke it the game because you have to pay for it. It made your character powerful too, bro. Like you can, like, on top it. of that, yo, 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 you can, okay, so you can buy gems that could, like, increase your damage, increase your combo damage. You but get gems that heal you, too. You get gems that heal you, dude, you get gems that decrease the damage onto yourself, increasing your defense, but on top of that, they had exclusive gems based on where you pre-ordered the game from. So oh, they were yeah. already banking on this gem system before the game actually released. Like, oh yeah, you get oh if you get it from GameStop, you get these gems. If you get it from Amazon, you get these gems. You get it from Funko Land, you know, you get those gems. Oh, that's Bro, a like, hey, that that's just showing your age. <laughs> Funko, Funko Land. Yeah, I'm basically yeah yeah that did that kind of did show my age. Funko Land. Um. That was a place, bro. Be, like Toys R Us, like all these different places where you could like pre-order the game and you get these limited, exclusive gems. And then once uh, once the game did come out, people reverse engineered the game to find in the source code all these other characters that they can unlock that we had to pay for, but they were already on the disc. They were on yeah. the disc. And you have the fucking oh my god! They did not learn their lesson from Marvel's Capcom Three, apparently, because didn't that same thing happen with Marvel's Capcom Three, where characters are like already on the disc, and then yeah, yeah, there were like two characters though. They only had two characters at the time, so it was just kind of like, man, it's like yeah, yeah, that's really unfortunate. So I mean, yeah, I think that we need to bring back full-fledged games have everything on the disc yeah and and people like Bring players also need to learn how to be paid like i feel like we waited back in the day years for games bro like kingdom hearts 2 felt like it was a while before i got that you know what i mean and when i got it that shit perfect to me at least but but yeah man bring that model back where it's like it's okay to take time to develop a game but it's like everyone's like these execs they want their money now because they're making millions of dollars while these developers are making like <laughs> school teacher money um <laughs> but but yeah definitely I, I agree with that like can we just get completed like games like final fantasy 7 like you said yeah that was, that was a breath it's of fresh a, air it's a full game but it's the first part so we still gotta pay 60 dollars for the next part so oh, yeah, star wars oh star wars the fallen order was like that too i had a good time with that that was a full game and that was it and they gave you free dlc like they were like oh here's these lightsabers here's these skins look like still free characters. dlc but yeah yeah, I mean, but it wasn't like I didn't have to pay into anything. I got the game. You have to pay into it. Yeah, we don't have well, to pay into Cyberpunk 2077. It's a full game. Oh, but, that, but that is. <laughs> there, there's more that goes. It, it's not just games as a service. The game is just like it was just broken. Like, why would you do that? Because people are bank. They're banking on this core product that yeah. will do them. That would sell all this money. But well, they're banking on marketing, bro. Which marketing, oh, yeah, and the marketing, the marketing they, did they, work. They did. They, they people they got their records. money. <laughs> they broke records, but uh, those glitches though, those glitches though, it just, and the lies, the and deceit, optimization. There's a whole a whole mess of shit. And, whole mess and of shit them, them poor workers under anyone that's like 
a manager or, or C-level exec making decisions for where the company is going. Any visionary. Yo, hire me as a QA tester because apparently they ain't doing shit over at CDPR. <laughs> apparently they ain't doing shit. I looked at the credits. I was like, oh, all these QA testers? Man, y'all might as well delete all well, no, social media y'all got. I don't think it was their fault. It was it was the uh, the higher ups like, oh, this should work on Xbox, uh, or, work. Uh, Series X and PS5 and PC. I'll oh, ship it. Ship it. What? <laughs> it like, this, can you, can I walk around and shoot people? Yes. All right, it's finished. Easy. Cool. We're good. And it's like because you remember, it was like a exec who said like, oh, the game played well when I played it. It's like, what'd you play it on? <laughs> played play it on PC. On like, yeah, he played it on PC. <laughs> He was probably walking around indoors where the game is like not oh stressing out your, walking indoors like oh yeah i can move in this like i can move around in circles fair okay ship it I had this man in a box in v's oh room and the game's running perfectly fine he's like what's 60 fps at 4k oh my god terrible terrible all right well i mean okay yeah we can go on about cyberpunk forever um but yeah that was that was the episode today everybody um maybe we might have an update to this episode see what what other games as a service this year came out and failed or succeeded but um that's pretty much it for today uh yeah so where can people find you jacuz uh you can find me on instagram just go follow my instagram page i say this every single time but it's very it's it, you have to spell it out j period a period c period two u's periods between those with a z no period and that's how you'll find me you can easily find me on sure you can's page as well or the feed from geek mountains page yeah uh, but yeah and and you streaming I, i'm trying to man the last time i streamed i realized that my um mic I, I turned down the audio on my mic so i was pretty much like whispering the entire time <laughs> so i had to delete the entire like hour clip i was like that's so that's so messed up but yeah i'm trying to stream you can find me at jacuz with three three u's one z um on twitch uh but yeah i mean i wouldn't go there now but we we trying to get a consistent stream going. <laughs> We're good at now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I just come out streaming consistently. Like you know, I, I would check in every day, just be like, "Oh, did he stream yet?" I'm typically streaming streaming around like uh, 10, 10 p.m. CST or uh, PST because that's when everybody sleeps. That's when the house is quiet, and I can I can fuck around with the fuck arounds. <laughs> yeah, you, know you know what happens when people fuck around with the fuck arounds? You don't do that. <laughs> you don't fuck around with the fuck around. Um, yeah, y'all can find me at Shuriken Pizza on Twitch, uh, as well as Instagram. And as always, how is y'all listen to the podcast? Y'all can find us on Spotify, Anger.fm, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts right now. Oh, we rich now. We rich. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, but that was about it. We want everything like hot sauce, like blue satire once said. But that's it for us for today. So we'll see you guys next time on a mountain. The Geek the Mountain. The Geek Mountain. All right, sweet. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> You're super late on that one. You're like, waiting for me to finish. You I just start. Late, there's latency. No, but you, yeah, I know. You usually... This episode of The Feed from Geek Mountain was produced by Calvin Young and Sean Harden. Edited by Sean Harden. And the theme song is composed by me. Yerk the Jerk. If you have any questions or you want to be featured in our weekly care package, email us at thefeedfromgeekmountain at gmail.com or say hi on Instagram at thefeedfromgeekmountain. Don't forget to favorite us on Spotify. We're just trying to climb to the top. See you guys next time on the mountain, the Geek Mountain.